future-proofing your business, making sure that your business can sustain the ups and downs of small business. We all like it to be smooth, but as we know, it's a total roller coaster. Sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not. So how do we future-proof our business? Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 223. Woohoo, it's holiday time. It's hot here in Australia. Sorry for you guys in the Northern Hemisphere, but hopefully you're getting some snow and having some fun with snowballs and snowmen and that kind of thing. But here in Australia, it is beach time. It is hot. We are on holidays and it is fabulous. So I'm bringing you the summer series, a whole collection of podcasts that have been well received that have been requested and just bits that you might need and will need for 2024. So this episode is future-proofing your business. So in episode 200, I got on a whole stack of guests to celebrate my 200th birthday, the 200th episode of Small Business Talk. So what we've done is we've cut some of those nuggets up and created a whole new podcast for you. Lots of tidbits on what you should be doing and how to future-proof your business. We have the most amazing guests. We had Amy Betts talking about cash flow. Loz McKenzie talking about community and business building. Liz Delbrello talking about tech and making sure that you've got that sorted. Ray Melodoni, he's where it all started. He's how we got Small Business Talk in the first place. So he was talking about all things podcasting, networking, and just being consistent, thinking about what you need to do time after time. Ian Hawkins about looking after you and the value that you bring. And we've talked a lot in 2023 about story narrative, about the value that you bring to your business, why customers want to deal with you and not somebody else, and making sure that you are that authentic person. If you're prim and proper, be prim and proper. If you're a bit of a clown, then maybe that's going to suit your brand. But just be you. And remember, most people don't care what you're doing. What they think is none of your business. You've just got to be serving your customers and being true to yourself. We also had Jackson Milan talking about wealth and making sure that after we'd been talking to Amy about cash flow, that we knew what to do with it and how to do it. We had Kyle Spreedy's one of my all-time great friends, and he has lots of gems to tell us. So I can't wait for you to hear that. And then we had Adam Hollinghand talking about LinkedIn and making sure that you've got four pillars to make sure that that chair doesn't fall over. So this is going to be a wonderful episode. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. So Happy New Year. Hope you are making some goals and plans for 2024. 
Um, that will be our next one. I might even do a special one if I get a chance over the holidays about goal setting and plans. So look forward to listening to this summer series. Love to hear your comments. A fitting place to start is with Ray because, as I said, Ray is why we have small business talk anyway. So Ray is talking about consistency. Over to Ray. How to future-proof your business. What do you reckon? Awesome, this, and uh, I think you're a true testament to this statement that I'm about to make, but I think it's about consistency. You've got to show up and play the game and you know, I think a lot of times people think that consistency means that you have to do it every day or you've got to have like a magic morning routine and and have that discipline. But I think consistency when you zoom out and, you know, we're living lives now where there's a million things pulling us in a million different directions. And I think consistency is just doing something on an ongoing basis. It could be that you do something once a month, but if you consistently do that, two, three, four, five years, you'll see the results that whatever you're trying to do uh, will achieve. And I couldn't believe when you said before that it was 2019, because that is such a long time away. And uh, I didn't know you were going to say that and just reflected on this question. You know, that's the consistency of just hitting the publish button for your podcast. Then before you know it, you're at episode uh, 200. And I think that's kind of, you know, we, we tend to live in a world where there's a lot of agile and startup mythology. And it's like, you quit, you launch fast and you break things and you, you know, you pivot regularly. Um, and I'm probably guilty of that as well, where I keep jumping into new projects, you know, shiny objects. It's like, well, over here. Um, but if you keep doing something consistently, uh, it pays off. And even if that is once a month, once a year, maybe, I don't know, um, after a decade, you probably get the results you want. So consistency is, I think, how we can future-proof our businesses doing the same thing, um, consistent and showing up and action trumps the idea, you know. Absolutely. They say it's a thought that counts, but if you don't actually put that into action, who knew that you even had the thought? That's right. <clears throat> yeah, you got to, yeah, that's right. Show them, don't tell them type of thing. You know, if you show your results, you know, <clears throat> do your little thing, your little side hustle, your little project, your new business idea, uh, you know, even if you just worked on something for like one hour a day or one hour, you know, every second day, that little consistency will just kind of chip away at that little project. It might even be an art project that you do for meditation or relaxing or unwinding. I think that's um, where it's really important if you keep doing it um, and being adaptive to the change, you know, that we do live in very dynamic worlds these days where we, you know, our calendars can be hijacked. We can, you know, appear at work. Look what happened over the last two years with COVID. Like, like who would have had that uh, in their, you know, marketing plans and business plans and life goals? And so spanners can get thrown, you know, thrown into the mix. So being flexible and allowing that consistency to change. Maybe it used to be something you do daily, but now you need to do it weekly. You know, my podcast went through that as well, where I used to do a weekly show and um, it got a lot and started a new business. And I thought, no, the podcast is something I still want to do. It goes to fortnightly you know, but the consistency is still there, but it just looks different now post-COVID than what it did before that, you know, so dynamic. <laughs> Absolutely. And for our American audience, Fortnite is every second week. I know you guys have um, trouble with that, so um, I'll explain that one. And I love how you say the flexibility because sometimes it is a case of you being really consistent, something gets in the way and you fall off the horse, stop, start again, get back on. And let's go. Yeah. 
That's right. And um, and being okay with when you do fall off the horse, you know, having self-care and being sympathetic and being aware that you've fallen off the horse and getting, you know, that putting that intention that you want to get back on the horse, you know. Uh, don't blame that you've fallen off the horse as the reason why. Be consciously aware that, yep, I've fallen off. This is the truth statement right now. There's no need to be in denial. Um, call a spade a spade when it happens and then get back on that horse and build up that momentum and the consistency again. Consistency really is the key, as you can see. Just one step at a time, doing what you said you're going to do and continuing to do it. Next, we have Liz, and Liz is going to tell us all about her tech tips. Let's go with Liz. Stop and think about, okay, what are the systems and tools that I might need? So I've really embraced technology. So for me, I use a ton of business systems to try and keep myself streamlined and efficient as possible. So I use eSign technology. I use password managers. I use ChatGPT now. So really embracing whatever the new technology is that's coming in and keeping on top of all of that. I think that's a wonderful tip because we just don't know what we don't know. And as our businesses move, then different technology comes in and it can be a real time saver. I love these tech tips so much. It makes such a difference. Now we've got Amy and we're talking about cash flow because if you don't know your numbers, how do you know if your business is working? How can you make those decisions? Let's go to Amy. So important for your business. And so to future-proof your business, the one tip that I have is actually to get to know your numbers. Now, we have spoken about this in more detail on my previous episode, but it's so important to understand how to read your financial reports and then allocate your cash flow into different buckets so that you have financial visibility and you protect yourself from spending your cash flow in the wrong way. That is the biggest tip that I could give any business owner. Of course, Kathy and I are going to fight about marketing as well because we need to have our marketing to bring the money in to fill up the bank accounts. Absolutely. Um, but if you can, yes, yeah, you can. We're going to fight. No, we're not going to fight. We work in harmony together and I'm sure we're going to have collaborations um, in the future because the two go hand in hand. So, yeah, keep an eye on that cash flow. Fall in love with your numbers. Don't be scared of your numbers and because, you know, it's money that makes makes your business, the wheels turn. Um, yeah, get excited by numbers. Excellent, and I think that's great advice. And if you do want to hear that full episode, it's 197 on Small Business Talk. Cash flow is so important and knowing your numbers, as Amy's just told us, is really where it's at. Now we've got Loz and Loz is definitely telling us all about relationships. Let's go to Loz. Well, I would say because for me, being a super connector, relationships are pivotal to any any business. So I would say having key relationships that you nurture is the best way to future-proof your business and that's relationships in every aspect of what you do so great relationships and open relationships to have open conversations with your team and your staff being able to have great uh, conversations with your clients um, where you you know maybe they're robust conversations sometimes and also then the people that you strategically align with in terms of your business as well it's really important to 
um, be conscious about how you nurture those relationships and stay in contact with people because you just never know uh, who people speak to about you and your business that can actually lead to something in the future. So relationships is my, but that's my, yeah, I think that's my solution for everything, having great, <laughs> having great relationships. But it's just being a real person at the end of the day. That's all relationships is, just being a real person to the people around you. Um, that you know, in every aspect of what you do in your business. Fantastic. And I think that's a great tip too, because we sometimes forget to stay top of mind. We know people for a long time and we forget that we need to continue to nurture that relationship and make sure that we are staying top of mind. So the opportunity does come. They remember you and they go, Oh yeah, I've got the the right person for you. So I think relationships is a perfect way to future proof your business. Business relationships and staying top of mind, that is the key to business. Remembering to nurture those relationships even when we don't think we should. Sometimes we think we don't need to because they're our friends. We know them so well, but being top of mind is really important. Because we're top of mind, now we're going to Ian about talking about value, our value, your value as a person. For me, it's knowing your value that you bring to your business. So if it's your show, or even if you're just one of the team, it's knowing what it is that you bring that is unique to you, that is your go-to gift that you know is going to add the most value, not just to the business itself, but into the people that you work with, the people you connect with. And probably most importantly, as a business owner, is the other important people in your life outside of business time. Thanks, Ian. Let's go to Jackson, and he's telling us about a financial moat. Let's find out all about that. So this is really where, uh, to put it bluntly, uh, businesses need to transition from kind of boys to men, so to speak. And uh, we need to understand how do we navigate the uncertain times and future-proof our business. And how we do that is by creating a financial moat around our business. And we need to stop abdicating financial responsibility and start getting into that driver's seat. So I love the idea of a moat for the boys to men, the, the girls to women, and whatever gender you um, identify as. So yeah, definitely making us grow up, shall we say. Yeah. So the first thing we need to look at here is that I've developed a framework that I call the profit pyramid. And at its core, I believe all businesses, in order to presuppose profit, for profit to not just be a casual byproduct that just happens to, to, to come past um, if and when, we need three things. The first thing we need is we need profitable positioning. And we need to be able to position ourselves in a marketplace where there is an asymmetrical risk versus return in the minds of your clients and customers. The second component to that is that if you get your positioning right, then it comes to pricing and packaging. And we can be really creative around this, um, understanding that asymmetrical relationship whereby if your positioning is on par, on par and you can articulate that position and the value, then price is just a consequence of getting the outcome. But the idea behind this is that when we understand our value and we understand what it's worth to our clients and customers, we can package our pricing and our various offerings in a way that it makes it an absolute no-brainer. And then the third part of this profit pyramid, Kathy, is P&L intelligence. It's knowing your numbers and the amount of businesses that were once very profitable and through changes in the market 
through changes in their business, through growing and scaling, have seen their profits erode and they basically haven't done anything about it is astronomical. It's mind-blowing. And it's not because of not doing it. It's just from a lack of not knowing. And when they can understand those numbers and they can remove the, the fear, then it's like a light switch. And that informs the positioning, that informs the pricing and the packaging, and that drives the profit pyramid. So good. Without a profitable business, then what have you got? And especially for you coaches out there, if you're not being profitable, how are you going to do all those good things in the world? So make sure that you are running a business, not a jobby, not something that could be a hobby or a job, and maybe you're better off working for somebody else. If you are going to be running a business, go all in and run it as a business and make profit. The more money you can make, the more good you can do in the world. So let's make some money. And Kyle's taking us into the future. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Let's go and see Kyle and see how to do it. So I think the best way to future-proof your business is to go into the future yourself. How do you put yourself into the future? Meaning there's going to come times where you're going to get winded. There's going to come times when you're going to have hard months. There's going to come times when it's going to seem like everywhere you turn, you just can't get over the costs, the debt, the cash flow issue, whatever it is. Um, and how are you? What, like, why? You got to go back to why are you keeping this dream alive? Really have to dig deeper to that. Why am I keeping it alive? What for? What am I doing all this for? Because every business owner can relate to this. There's times when you go on your hands and knees and you just scream to the clouds. And you're wondering why you're putting yourself through all this self-inflicted pain. Um, and it takes a lot. It's going to take a lot more effort than you will ever realize. But the reward's going to be a lot greater than you could have even imagined. So it's that kind of seesaw or that or both ends of the spectrum there. So the best way to future-proof yourself is if you want to have a lasting business and a success successful business is to be prepared, not to doomsday or freak yourself out, but be prepared. You need to have some sort of preparation. If you're all um, happy-go-lucky and airy-fairy and everything's fantastical, um, you're not being real with with what the business journey or bringing any idea um, requires. So that's one thing I'd say. You really need to find out the purpose. So what's the greater purpose behind it? And also future, a way to future-proof and a good tip that I've found is to get out of your head and get into the client's head, get into the people that you're serving. What are they thinking? Do they like when there's complications through the sales cycle? Do they like to be stuffed around and stalled because of systems and processes and, and, and your organization and how it runs? Or do they prefer nowadays, hey, just give me a quick answer. I need information. I need a decision. I need a solution now. If, I don't, if you don't give it to me, I've got... The a big wide web that I can communicate to. Um, I've got AI to communicate to. I've got all these different things that I can prompt. You're either going to help me along my prompting journey or you're not. And so that you really have to put yourself in the customer's head. How can you help them out? And how are you going to keep that dream alive? And Great tips, Kyle. Being customer-centric is definitely the key. People can do business with anybody these days, so why would they do business with you? because of what we've been talking about all through this episode. 
connections, value, being customer-centric. Make sure that is your mission for 2024. Now we're going to round up with a few tips about LinkedIn and how LinkedIn can make your business future-proof and sustainable. Over to Adam. Well, Cathy, essentially there's there's uh, there's four pillars of what you need to be able to accomplish on LinkedIn. And in all honesty, they really haven't changed over a long period of time. However, how you implement each of the four is is a is the constantly moving target. And as you mentioned, like uh, you know, timeframes, you know, how quickly things change. If we were having this conversation six, six, eight months ago, it would be very different to to what we're going to talk about today. Clearly, because ChatGPT just didn't exist, and uh, mm-hmm. it's you know essentially changed. Well, not only LinkedIn, of course, but uh, it's certainly changed you know, how we go about things on LinkedIn. So, so really, yeah, it comes down to these these four particular uh, pillars, as we like to call them. Mm-hmm. And as it's like a headline of those, that it comes down to like how you optimize your profile. That's pillar one. Uh, pillar two is who and how you connect with people on LinkedIn. That's changed a lot. Uh, of course, three is your content strategy, which is clearly where the uh, you know the advent of of ChatGPT has made big changes around that. And the fourth one is is your conversion strategies. How how do you actually turn all this time and energy and effort into uh, new clients? So so that's that's really the the uh, the roadmap, I suppose, of of uh, how you go about it. But what we're talking about today is how you can do all this organically uh, and ethically. <laughs> I always, always throw that word in there. Absolutely. There's a lot of stuff that happens on LinkedIn or any other platform for that matter that uh, we wouldn't call ethic. ethic no. done. You've got to keep in mind that, you know, your audience on LinkedIn, just by their demographics, uh, tend to be a, a little more savvy uh, at, at the, about these type of things. They're... In a lot of cases, they're they're either business owners, or they're you know in roles within organisations where they really know their stuff. So, the uh, uh, I'm not saying everyone, of course, is like 950 million people on LinkedIn. There's you know there's certainly an element of the, of them that will not fit that criteria, but in in percentages compared to other platforms, uh, you're going to be talking to a, a somewhat more uh, worldly savvy uh, uh, individual when you when you do get into those conversations. And so to be to be, to be quite frank about you know what's what's involved, it's actually not about trying to do that conversion on LinkedIn. It's about using the platform through those other three pillars. To position ourselves as as you know people of authority in in our space to show that we know what we're talking about that we you know we really have the goods we we know what the uh, the pain points are that that our our uh, audience experiences and that we have the we have the solutions to those to those problems and then moving that conversation off the platform. So the first part of conversion on LinkedIn is not the sale. Uh, it's it's the next. It's just the next step of um, you know making sure that to start with the the, the people you're in conversations with know who you are. Uh, they like what you're about, uh, and and they've consumed you know a reasonable amount of content from you. Uh, now again, you know everybody's got different levels of price point of, of products and services. We get the privilege of working with people with uh, stuff as you know low as you know hundreds of dollars, 
and products is high, you know, in the millions of dollars. Uh, and of course, to some degree, that process is a little different as as you go up that process uh, up that um, tier in pricing. However, the fundamentals all, are all the same. You've got to have trust before anyone's going to talk to you, and so that's that's the first thing is through those other three pillars is is deliver uh, the ability for people to trust you. Uh, as I said, it's it's the old uh, marketing no like trust. It's it's kind of all the same. So isn't that a great way to end this podcast, the know, like, and trust factor? So I hope you've got some great tips on how to future-proof your business, how to make it profitable, knowing your numbers, and making sure you are customer-centric. So I hope you have enjoyed this future-proofing your business as part of our summer series. Next week, we're going to be looking at planning, goal-setting, and how to make 2024 the best year yet. So happy new year, everybody. Hope you had a fantastic Christmas and we'll see you in 2024. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action and SBT community, enjoy your journey.